green on go? J. Halloween. Yes. What should, what would you say is the best ever Halloween sort of horror movie moment? What's the what's the moment that springs to mind for you from oh, like see, your favorite kind of horror horror film? I'm not I like horror movies. I like it when they really scare me. The problem is there's no such thing as ghosts, right? <laughs> there's actually as ghoulies and monsters. Nothing so, scares you. It's hard. It's just got to be a. It's got to freak me out. It was actually the Blair Witch Project that got me. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wasn't that a terrible movie? Is it awful? Awful? Awesome. Awesome. Was it awesome? It cost like ten ten thousand dollars to make. Doesn't it give you like your motion sickness? Go if you try the, and watch it. Go with the heebie-jeebie. Only if you're you know a bit weak. <laughs> Oh no! I watched. Like I watched around, the screen. It's I'm, moving around <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, I tried watching it recently. It doesn't hold up, by the way. It's too, too jittery now. <laughs> now we've got 4K videos and 60 frames a second. I don't like those um, movies that that have that jittery the, camera angle yeah. all the time. The hand cam kind of no, like action it. shot. The reason why I like it so much is the camp all the time. So yeah, yeah. that whole thing of like, oh my god can't find our way back and now my mate is missing but at night i can hear him scream and then at the end when they you know when they're all standing in the corner because the witch is the fable yeah or, or fairy tale or nightmare or whatever it is and they're all standing in the corner of the rooms when he runs up and then he just die so good <laughs> so good uh insidious was pretty cool i think the idea of it i like insidious when i take a picture i like it when she's getting closer to him oh it's very good 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 goosebumps baby <laughs> I really like that idea that they're like waiting around for yeah. him. And you take a picture, they get closer and that closer and closer. Out. That freaked me out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. At the end, they take a picture of the dad and it's that freaky old, is it a nun? Yeah. It's, there's, there's, a, there's a whole insidious kind of, what do they call it? Insidious uh, world now, isn't there? In that they've so. tied all those movies together. Oh, have they? I think so. Right, yeah. You can't trust the nun. <laughs> Sister Act. <laughs> See, you bring me on to the movies that I find freaky. Oh. Anything that's like possession-based movies. Oh, really? Freak me out. So so the classic Exorcist. Yeah. Um, That's all I know, actually. Like The Exorcist. That's the first movie that I ever watched, where I watched it at home. I was probably like 15, 16, <laughs> turned all the lights off. <laughs> Fucking freaked me it's out. It's kind of freaky, isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah, she walks down the stairs backwards. She'll fucked up. Yeah, well, you know, oh, God, she's just awful with it, isn't she? Man, the thing she says... It's just oh god, gross! It's terrible, isn't it? Because they had another one with the exorcism of Emily Rose, didn't they? Yeah, and it, it was a lady, the lady that played her was pretty good. She was a uh, Deborah from um, Dexter. Yeah, if you watched Dexter, so she yeah, was yeah, great yeah. in it actually, and that was kind of freaky. Have you seen? I watched a film last night on Netflix called Talk to Me. Have you seen that? No, that's not, worth is it, a watch. Is it Terry Tibbs' life story? <laughs> that's worth a watch. Talk, I might, to, talk to me. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you much more about it in case okay. you do watch it. But that's like a possession ghost type movie. I will watch it. I do like a horror movie. Yeah. It's got to it's got to really freak me out. I don't like jump scares very much because it's cheap, but you got me. <laughs> um I told you my ghost story, didn't I? What you don't believe in ghosts. So I'm you I don't believe in ghosts at all. But but you I have a ghost story though. Okay, tell me that. Uh first of all, welcome to episode 39. 39. My age. <laughs> <laughs> a better than average podcast. With me, Jay, as always, Chris. No Hercules. He's at daycare. And we sacked him. 
the ship. Yeah, Hercules is not featuring a lot because we've had to start recording the podcast at a different time. Yes. Because of the fact that we're behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so are behind, yeah. Quick turnaround every week. Which is actually, it helps us with current events, isn't it? It really yeah, does. It actually works pretty bad, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I told this story already on this podcast. I worked at Gap. And uh, I used to, it was like when I was at college. You've had so many jobs. Did you get sacked from these jobs? Uh, no, I left Gap willingly. Um, okay. That wasn't very good, though. So I worked at Gap and we came in early in the morning. It's like six o'clock in the morning to do a delivery. It's just me and the manager. Anyway, she's in the office doing stuff. I'm putting stuff away. And there's this girl running around the uh, store. I was like, oh, it must have brought her daughter in. So she's running around. I was like, why is she in here anyway? So I followed her around the clothes racks and whatever it is in the, uh, the stands. And she ran through the changing rooms. And the changing room was a corridor. At the end of the corridor was the office. So I followed down there, knocked on the door. So like, Bev, you bring your daughter in today. She goes, I ain't got a daughter. It's like, you brought your niece in today. And she's like, Jay, are you fucking around? She was like, my niece is dead. <laughs> anyway, I was like, Bev, I swear to God, there's a girl running around the store. So she starts freaking out, right? She starts bringing up CCTV. There's me in the morning just chasing nothing around the store. So how can you have an experience like that and not believe in ghosts? I must have been tired. Just, you know, tired and hallucinating. That doesn't make any sense. It does. Hallucinations, mate. It doesn't make any sense to me that you would have an experience that sounds very vivid, but not believe in ghosts. Mate, you know what? It messed up that store for about six months because people did not want to be in there by themselves. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> <laughs> They didn't want to go to the stock room. Everyone was like, Jay, you saw a ghost. Like, no, I thought I saw a girl, but obviously my mind's playing tricks on me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so the manager, she was not happy. She's like crying. Because <laughs> right? she's had these uh, she used to lock up by nightmares where she'd open like the... Um, uh, the change rooms, like the curtains, there'd be someone hanging or something. So she always used to freak out. And now she's always, now I'm, I've said I'm, I'm following this girl. And the video on the CCTV showed me chasing after this girl that wasn't there. Oh my God. Look, mate. You're freaking me out. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> but there's no such thing as ghost. Well, clearly I was tired. Must have been staying up playing some sort of game I all night or whatever. Uh, my deep sleep, you know, your deep sleep, your reality gets pulled over, doesn't it? Pulls over your, your actual reality and you just hallucinate. I think I'm a little bit of a believer on the quiet. The thing is for me is I don't, I don't really believe, but like, you know, when you watch these movies and they're like, you don't open yourself up to that world, yeah. right? And they're like, you don't invite those kind of forces into your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> All okay. right. I will tell people I'm not a believer, but I'm not going to use a Ouija board. Oh, I will. <laughs> I won't. So Andy gets really annoyed. We're in bed. I'm like, if there's any spirits in here, murder me. <laughs> Smother my face with a pillow. Strangle me. And I can confidently say Andy gets well annoyed. <laughs> they don't exist, obviously. I just don't. There's just, been no incidents. I don't want to open my mind to that. Chris, we should, I think, put out a poll. All right. Better than average goes all poltergeisty. <laughs> Where we sit in a abandoned house and we do a Ouija board. Oh, God. And do you know what happened? Nothing. Ouija boards work, but they work, they work because of psychology. There you go. They, um, yeah, you know, when you see these tricks, it's because people subconsciously do it. Um, so I do think they work in that. I think if you get the right collection of people to do it, yep, it will work. Okay, a bit like when you watch Darren Brown. Very the good stuff example, works yeah. because people want it to That's work and believe it, it will yeah. work. Whereas I don't think it will work for me. I don't know. It sounds like it does because you've seen a real ghost. No, I saw. I, I was just tired. I don't believe in ghosts. 
They don't exist and they can't kill me. And I look distracted. I'm just, I forgot to put out a poll for the you are lunchtime distracted. session. <laughs> why do that now? Forgot. Yeah, but why do it now at all? Because now we're locked in for like an hour and a bit. We are. So I've got to do it now. We are locked in. So, you know, leave your phone alone. I've already done something. We did S&C this morning. Do you know the horror film that I really like? Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. You've seen uh, The Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson. No. That one is worth a watch. Is that a chick flick? It's about, no, surprisingly it's not. <laughs> a musical. It's about this woman that goes to work as a carer in a um, house in like the deep south. Yeah. For like this old couple. And it's brilliant. It's all about hoodoo. So it's got that kind of cultural kind of, you learn, You feel like you learn a little bit it's about hoodoo. Hoodoo, which is similar to voodoo, I think. Anyway, that is worth a watch. Oh, well, look, because there are some good um, horror series, aren't there? Horror series? The Haunting of Hill House? Yes, I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. The Haunting of Blind Manor, I didn't like that much. I don't think I've seen that one. I've got a, <laughs> I see <it> pants. <laughs> I did see that. I do like a horror time. movie, though. I do enjoy a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, a, more a psychological horror. Yeah, that was pretty good, that one, wasn't it? The ones that they're like slasher horrors. I'm nah. always a bit like, they're often set in America. Yeah. And it's like a home invasion. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you'd shoot that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, first thing I'm doing, I'm getting a gun. Next thing I'm doing, I'm getting a dog. <laughs> that guy comes in, who, toast mate. <laughs> <laughs> who did we discuss it with? We were talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> no, was it on this know. podcast? Don't think so. No. God damn. That was a bit freaky, wasn't it? The original. What's freaky? Aren't they based on actual murders that happened? I don't know, man. They, you know, they put the out? hammer in. The, I don't even know if the dad or granddad. I don't is think dead. I've seen the text of Chainsaw Massacre. There's a thing. They capture this girl and she's sitting in the kitchen and they want to kill her with a hammer and they give the hammer to the granddad and he just kind of flops around. So I don't know if he's dead and they're just picking up his arm and letting it hit the girl with a hammer. But they're all laughing, having a good time. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's all right. He wears people's faces. The thing that bugs me on those horror films is they, they always like like whatever's chasing them chases them there's always a moment in the film where they like knock it out yeah. like temporarily and then they run off yeah I'm like well, why would you do that like you've now got like dominance over that like tie finish up. him tie up finish Cut him in pieces job done was it uh, Wolf is it Wolf Creek you seen that Wolf Creek it's set on Australia about? the uh, travellers the, the backpackers go missing yeah uh, they um, get murdered and they get captured by someone and one of the guys escapes eventually, and he he actually got uh, well, he got arrested for it, but he was set free. That he got nailed to a cross or something. I don't know. Oh God, yeah, it's pretty horrendous. <laughs> oh, man. But the thing is, it's supposed to be a horror, but I found a lot of it funny. I don't think it's meant to be. <laughs> like the guy that played the Australian is so crocodile Dundee. <laughs> so he's got this girl tied up. He aims a gun at her. He's like bang, and she goes oh, and he goes, yeah, she'd have seen your face. <laughs> I was like, this ain't supposed to be funny. But it's quite funny. So I'm like gonna make a head on a stick. I shove my knife into your back and I sever your spine. Head on a stick, mate. <laughs> like this dude's hilarious. It's of the, just because of the accent. I it's so. the accent that does it, isn't it? You can't take an Australian seriously, are you? I don't think there's designed to be taken. I'm seriously. gonna bloody murder you, mate. You're like stop <laughs> it, you. I think that's the danger of them. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome don't you take in. them seriously. It's like Geordie, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna murder you, man. <laughs> There's two films that I associate really strongly with Halloween. Okay. From when I was younger. Hocus Pocus. Yep. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I wanted to watch Hocus Pocus with the kids the other day, but Lou told me it's too scary. I don't remember it. Don't remember it? No. That's the one with actually. the witches. Is it the one where I they think get... it's like Bette Midler or something. 
The one with the witches? Is it where they turn the children into mice? Oh. Or is that called the witches? I don't think they turn them into mice, no. They um, try and like suck out their life force. Ooh. It's got um, Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Ah. Three witches. One of them rides around on like a hoover. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I said, to, I said to Lou, it can't be that scary. I remember one of the witches rides a hoover. <laughs> so she's bloody uh, upgraded. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm thinking of the witches, sorry. So the witches... That's a Roald Dahl thing, right? I think so. It's, it's like in a hotel or something and... Um, the witches, they're in this conference and they all take off like their faces. They're all, they're all really fucked up underneath their masks. Yeah, that sounds creepy. I think that's probably too creepy for them. Yeah, that's, that's kind of horror. Is it? Does Does Sienna watch, what What would be her Halloween movie of choice? Did you watch a scary movie? Um, I don't know. She watched the new Hocus Pocus. With a friend. Yeah, well, that's exactly the same people. Okay. Like uh, those three characters are the same from the original. She does love Halloween. Yeah. She loves Halloween. We went out trick-or-treating yesterday. Yeah, so you're a trick-or-treating fan. I was never allowed to go trick-or-treating as a kid. Me either, mate. And I didn't do it as a kid. Because there's a subtle irony in this. So if anybody from the Datchler family is listening, okay, I'm calling you out on this, okay? <laughs> Contradiction. So we weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating because trick-or-treating, as far as my dad was concerned, was begging. Oh. Okay? But... It's a very different reason to why We I would wasn't. put a pumpkin out and we would welcome trick-or-treaters. <laughs> So I don't know why we, we did that. That's so funny. I don't, I don't know that at all. Uh, nah, it was nice, man, going trick-or-treating in, in Tanho. Because everyone's so polite. Everyone's super nice. So fancy. Huh? It's so fancy. It's so middle class. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite nice. And then, um, yeah, what I didn't as a kid, just because my dad was worried about murderers. Murderers? Yeah. My dad was just What, so, is in going out I and there being I murderers? I don't even know, man. He was worried about me swimming in the 90s because of AIDS. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. Like, <laughs> he was worried about you go to a public swimming pool and just get AIDS. So, but you'd still presumably go swimming. I went swimming. Yeah. But apparently... So he just sometimes it's okay, but sometimes you might catch AIDS. Yeah. According to my older sister, it was a real struggle to get me out. What? to? It was a swimming. struggle to get you swimming because of your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. Because <laughs> of the AIDS. Because of the AIDS. <laughs> Such an old man, isn't he? <laughs> That sounds a bit backwards. <laughs> You've seen that Forrest Gump uh, thing? Because obviously in Forrest Gump, when I first watched it in 1996 or whatever, I didn't realise Jenny had AIDS. That is such a good movie. It's such a great Lou movie. Doesn't, Lou hates her character. She's terrible, mate. Well, fact, I'm, Lou, don't get me wrong. Like she's, you know. Does Lou still listen to the but podcast? But she, she finds the, sometimes, she finds the, for, I wanted to watch Forrest Gump the other day and she was like, I find it too sad. It's so sad, man, because he's just, it's a tragic life. But Lou, this is for you. We're going to clip this up just for you. There's a clip of Jenny waving goodbye with a yeah. peace sign. Bye, Forrest. I'll be back when you're a shrimp billionaire and I'm a single mum with AIDS. <laughs> and I'll give you AIDS. <laughs> I'll give you AIDS. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, she's a terrible person, isn't it? Yeah, she... Yeah. Kept his son from him for years. But I think, I think... Her character, there is a slight backward logic in that, isn't there? Because of her dad, I guess she doesn't. Her, bur- her, her she upbringing. doesn't burden him with that child until such time as she sort of needs money. She needs She she dies, doesn't she? So she doesn't really have a choice. Like, I think it's interesting. I think she's an. I I like it when they've put a lot of thought into a character, whether or not you like them or not. Yeah. You know, her character is well thought out. Very good, yeah. It's just, it's actually probably one of my favourite movies because it's so epic. 
Yeah. It's so meaningful. It's it's so good. It's so good. it's brilliant, isn't it? it? And it covers such interesting such an interesting eras. period of history, doesn't it? Yeah, it does it so well and it's timeless because it uses the music from them that they've edited Forrest into different areas, meeting yeah. Nixon and <laughs> all these other presidents, meeting John Lennon. <laughs> so good. It's it's brilliant, man. <laughs> I, like, I, tries to join the Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there aren't that many people in the world that have met as many presidents as Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got out, fought a war, yeah, become a, a ping pong champion, yeah, champion, and also punched a member of the Black Panthers. And, and started the ultramarathon, <laughs> ultramarathoning world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Invented a bumper sticker. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the founders of, uh, investors of Apple. <laughs> Some sort of fruit company. <laughs> fruit company. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrimp in shrimp in business. Yeah, the shrimp business. Name over a hundred tabs of shrimp. <laughs> Above a cup. It's just brilliant. It's it's one of my favourite movies. It's so epic. I love and it. And it's never gonna be topped, is it? <laughs> no, I think Interestingly, so the um you know I don't accent, know if they make that movie in the same way anymore. They can't. It's, they can't just leave it. It's 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 a classic. It's done so well. But his accent is actually from the kid who played Forrest. Oh really? Yeah, so for, um, Tom Hanks took the accent from that kid. And that kid is now a veteran. He served in the Marines, been on multiple deployments. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? That's crazy, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, didn't really have those braces on his legs. What? I could run like the wind. <laughs> he was fast, that kid. I could run like the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> his little subtle brags. <laughs> I was running. <laughs> What's good about his character is he's... He's extraordinary in a lot of ways, isn't he? Yeah, without meaning to be. <laughs> yeah, completely he, by accident. He just is him. Just a natural talent. Yeah, just is him. Able to do stuff. Puts his mind to it. Complete determination. When no he doubt. plays American football, it's so good. And they're like, stop, stop. But well, the first one's when he runs through, wasn't he? He just, <laughs> just charges through the band. Runs out of the stadium. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so good. I've played rugby with those people that they, you know... You play you play rugby with them. You're passing the ball, and they're so fast, like so much faster than the average child that no one can catch them. Almost really? like guaranteed to score a try. That's mad, isn't it? But they, often they don't they don't carry on playing. Really? Yeah. Is it just because you've got to put in a lot of effort when you're you know to, to be that elite level? You can have some natural talent, but you have to have that ability to push beyond. Right. Thing is, if you've got that natural talent, a sport is easy, isn't it? So, yeah. you know. You can get through your grassroots sport and it comes very easily. Yeah. Once you get to the point where you're playing professionally, you're meeting a lot of people that have got that similar level of talent <clears throat> yeah. and it becomes hard. So unless you have a passion for the sport, you just don't make it. Do you? Yeah, that's true. And a lot right. of people, that they get into sport much later on. Yeah. No, they really do. Look how many people are coming through jiu-jitsu at the moment. Got another guy that just signed up the other day, 34 years old. Just don't want to do it. Nice. Same age as me. Perfect, look at that. You're so young. I'm 35 now. But Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. You had your birthday, didn't you? I did. <laughs> your boy had his birthday? He did. So I don't know if I'm a bad parent. I'm going to ask you this and, you know, let the uh, listeners of Better Than Average podcast judge me, okay? I couldn't get Oscar's birthday off. So Oscar's birthday was actually the 29th, Sunday. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, so I said to Lou, how do we feel about just telling him his birthday is the 28th? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So what happened? So basically, I was off on the Friday, Saturday anyway. Yeah. So he said to me, are you off on my birthday? And I was like, yes, not true. Wow. <laughs> I was working his birthday. But because he was off on the Saturday, we were doing a little birthday party for the family. Yeah. 
I just told him his birthday was Saturday. He didn't question. So he woke up the next day and like, oh, it's not my birthday anymore. And I was thinking, actually, it is your birthday. Oh, mad. I think that's brilliant. Is that bad or not? No, I think that's fantastic. Because the problem is... You, you haven't got too many of those left in his life. <laughs> well, you may not never get away that again. Phoebe almost clocked this. Because oh. she said to me, his birthday's on Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, his birthday's on Saturday. And she's looking at me confused. And she's not old enough yet to call me out on my bullshit. <laughs> but she definitely knew. At some point we told her it was the Sunday. She knew. Are oh, they not looking at the dates, by the way, on the calendars? No, because they don't really pay attention to dates, do they? I don't, uh, you know what? Remember that she's a she never year used younger. To. Yeah, yeah, she never used to. So there's a point where it worked. That would work. And there's, I think, next year you ain't getting away with it. You couldn't get away with it, Sienna. No, no, no. You couldn't just hood her to be like, mate, yeah, today is Sunday. She'll go on her iPad, and look at the calendar. She'll oh, know she? where. Yeah, she'll know where. This is the problem. We've given kids too much knowledge. <laughs> I like what you did. I think that's brilliant. Well, the because thing is, he would get quite upset that I wasn't there on his birthday. And he may remember this forever, mate. Yeah. You know what? My dad, on my birthday, took me to a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the other thing. So the boys are all competing in um, Standardbury. So I asked Oscar, what do you want to do for your birthday? He wants to do two things. He wanted to go to cinema to yeah. see Trolls, which we did do. How was it? We did it on Friday. It was all right. Okay. If, uh, you know, anybody who's a Trolls fan, the Trolls for me, three Trolls movies, the order of uh, which mo- movies are the best, Troll number one with the Bergens, that's the best one, Trolls number three, the newest one, yeah. that's the second best. <clears throat> okay. You know, Trolls World Tour, Was it last best. I did not. You know, I have watched the first one. The first one's quite good. And I, I found it quite funny. Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. And the mu- I like the music. Yeah. I enjoy the music. Um, but yeah so we, he wanted to go see Trolls so we took him to the cinema on the Friday yeah. and then on the Saturday he wanted to go to the arcade always wants to go to the arcade so I took so him expensive isn't it in the air uh, it is cost me £25 I reckon we were only in there half an hour go, go through him but I was like I'm not putting more money on the card can't help it can you because sometimes? it's just so expensive and then we had McDonald's for lunch nice. and then we had a bit of time to kill so I said to them do you want to go see the jiu-jitsu competition because they've been curious about jiu-jitsu and I want to kind of almost desensitize yeah. them to that environment. So we showed up at the jiu-jitsu competition, uh, which was nice. Like yeah. said hello to a few people. Unfortunately, Phoebe wasn't feeling great, so we didn't okay. stay long. Um, but yeah, so that was his I birthday. I couldn't believe when you turned up. I was like, wow. Well, you know, I, I saw an opportunity. I really wanted to come for the day, but you know, family time. But yeah, it was good. It seemed like a good comp. You know, it was. It was a good comp. And it was run really well. Saw you with a double gold medal. Yeah. And if you're happy you now, I bloody ticked off the no year, yeah? Tell me about the no Happy. Gear. I'm only interested in happy. the no Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> you liked it, didn't you? I did. I knew I you would. a lot. <laughs> I knew you would. I didn't like... I, I, should, I need to maybe wear a spat, though, because I do a lot of shoots, don't I? And my, my, my feet and my knees are dragging along the, the mats. <laughs> I've burnt away at the top of my foot again. <laughs> with my wrestling. Spats. Yeah. Wouldn't help your foot though. No. I might wear foot no. covers. This next There's time. this stuff you can get. Um, it's called Man Up. Okay. That helps with that issue. <laughs> Mate, it's just leaking everywhere again. It's just dripping away. My, some fluid oozing out my foot. Oh God. You and your abrasions. They take a while to heal, don't they? Because it was so big, wasn't it, mate? It I think massive. it's because you train so much that you're not, you're not really giving them time to heal because you're just whacking the scab off them every time you go to training. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. Um, it was good, though. It was a good day, mate. Everyone did really well. Kids went on first, of course. 
Yeah. Um, then it was us. Um, we had a great day, man. It was um, it was fun. So the gi. Yep. Uh, I had Ishvag in the, the, the division. So this was nice. This was brothers in arms moment. You and Ishvag was, both in the same category. I was worried at first because it's a teammate. I've never gone against a teammate in a comp. But what I liked is I watched your match. And it's not one of these super aggressive matches you sometimes see at competition, but I can tell you both trying to win that match. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no close out there. The thing is, I, <laughs> I took Ishvak down straight away, right? And he went, you fucker. Well, at least you didn't put a gay guard. <laughs> because I always pull guard with him. Yeah. Because I am heavier than him. I always let him work But you never pull guard in comp. I've never seen you pull guard, right? Uh, only a couple, of, only a few times. I think maybe... No, I have pulled guarding comp, but <laughs> it's not... straight into psych control. <laughs> pull straight into psych control. <laughs> to work your bottom psych control. <laughs> that was an eye roll. <laughs> I'm going to pull bottom psych control. I won't do that, mate. <laughs> um, I'm not going to concede points like that. But um, yeah, so if I'm with, with Mish, I just... It was just fun, man. We were having banzers throughout. He... I tried to wrist lock him. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he tickled me. <laughs> it was just a fun time wasn't it it was just a fun round and uh there was a guy it was interesting because brad was coaching me and uh the guy i was against who wasn't ish was uh, a guy called anderson a brazilian guy and his coach is tom barlow right you know, tom, you know tom barlow from escapology no they're pretty legit cool yeah his missus just won euros i'll check um, her out which is pretty cool the nogi euros so i was like oh wow we've got tom barlow here um and i, I know gary barlow Okay, same mate. Same family. Same, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. One, I beat him on points. Um, that guy, I tried to cook him out. I tried to mother's milk him. Did you? He weren't having it. I mounted him for ages though, didn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah, he wasn't having that. But did you cause psychological damage? Don't know. He gave me a terrible compliment. What's that? You're really strong. <laughs> <laughs> And we stay for the note. I don't know how I feel about people saying you're strong. I was like, I know it's like a jujitsu snub. That's fine. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> you should do. I think my response from now on is when people say you feel really strong. I was like, oh, it's funny you should say that because you felt really weak. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's this one. That was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed that. And it, But as soon as we collected our medals, the podium was fucked. So I'll tell you about this. There are these. Yeah, so wait. Right. wait let, me, let me set the scene here. Okay, so I'm looking at the images you know longingly looking at the images while i'm having to do the family party thing and i see you know you and ishvak you're on the podium one and two great image um third place person on a nice third place podium stand right yeah. i then the next image i see is charlie and charlie has got a bronze medal and he stood on the floor which felt like a bit of a snub to me what's yeah. the story there so there are these two ultra heavyweights white belts <laughs> and there was only them two in their division right. they had to fight three times <laughs> <laughs> two gigantic people and it was two gigantic people mate at one point they covered four mats in the space of 10 seconds <laughs> while they pushed and shoved and ran each other each around other. Yeah. yeah man it was just you know that scene from like Interview of the Vampire you know when uh, Brad Pitt pushes Louis Lestelle Lestat Lestat <laughs> That is a wicked movie. And he pushes him and he just runs with him. That's what they did pretty much. And then anyway. It's like yeah. uh, where in uh, Man of Still where the two... Uh, it was like they bang, window shatter. into each other. And you could hear it. And all of a sudden... So the, I don't know who won out of them too. It doesn't matter. But 
all we heard was crash. We look over, he's fallen through the podium, mate. So the first place podium has collapsed. <laughs> what, while he's taking a picture or why he's fighting? Why he's taking a picture. So, oh, he's, so he's not even, <laughs> so he's not got tackled into it. Nah, he's just standing on it, collecting his medal. <laughs> That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. That fell right he fell through the podium. <laughs> fell through the podium. How mad is that, mate? <laughs> what a beast! What a crash! How it big was. is this guy? Bigger than me, presumably. Yeah, they're quite chunky. Quite chunky. Quite chunky. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, I wouldn't say they're optimal ultra heavyweights. <laughs> couple of couple of big boys. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was fun. So yeah, and then as soon as we finished collecting our medals for the gi, they're calling us for the no gi. Yeah. I was like, well, that's, that's nice. That's two hours early. So I went over to him. I said, look, guys, we've just finished our bracket. We need, we need at least 15 minutes just to get some water, change and things like that. So I ran another bracket before ours. Yeah. And you know what, mate? Take off the no It's fun as fuck. So would you do no again? Yep. I knew it. Yep. I knew you would enjoy and the no And not only just the no only comp, which I was considering, but no after the gi as well. Yeah. It was so fun. I think it takes some of the pressure off. Like when I did my first comp and it was gi first, got the pressure of that comp Done. out of the way, yeah. already got a medal. Yeah. And then you go to the no gi and you're like, it doesn't really matter. And I think it's win-win because you, you say you mess up your gi division. You're like, okay, I'll go back in for the no gi. Yeah. If you win, you're like, oh, whatever. It's, it's all good. Just, just, it's a bonus now, isn't it? It's almost more problematic if you win because <laughs> you're like, I've had quite a few matches already. <laughs> <laughs> got another comp to do unfortunately it's only two for the for the gi and it was two for no gi it's amazing how you find that energy though yeah you just put it out of the bag don't you i remember when i did the two comps in one day being exhausted yeah and like actually having like a little sleep in the hall yeah before the um the no gi and be like i don't know how i'm gonna have any energy i had so much energy i had more energy in those matches than my first one nice like it's weird isn't it yeah i guess because you've got the adrenaline dump out the way this is it. And it was just, it was fun. And the guy's super nice. So Ishrat went up against the other guy in the Nogi first. Um, again, we've all connected through Instagram now. We're all pals. Jiu-Jitsu um, buddies. Jiu-Jitsu friends. And Ishrat was doing very well. This guy was so much bigger. The Nogi was actually middleweight Nogi. Yeah, because Ishrat had to move up, age, uh, up, down age and up weight. Yeah, so. Classic. I didn't even fight lightweight for Nogi. I fought 73 and a half to 79, which is middleweight for Nogi. Yeah. Um, so Ishmael went against this guy first and yeah he had his moments but this guy was just slightly edging him out until he shot a double on Ish and Ishmael locked up a triangle armbar great pictures out there for that that is slick shout out to Ishmael it was really good actually Um, I went up against Ish uh, and he he managed to sweep me yeah (laughs) that looked like one of your tougher matches and he tickled me (laughs) (laughs) but I was like grab his hips he went (laughs) I can start laughing. It's hilarious. He was really good. It was so. It was so fun. He Ish made it really fun. Um, Shout then, out to him because that takes guts to go and compete against people that you know are going to be stronger, fitter, you know, heavier, heavier. Um, that takes guts. And he always does it. He always puts himself out there. He does. Um, he and and in all fairness to him as well, he was coaching the kids all morning, so you, your adrenaline's already peaked and dropped and peaked and yeah. dropped. And then went up against this guy in the final. And you'll be pleased. Obviously, you saw it. Humber. Oh, yeah. I thought that was nice. Did you like, oh, yeah, Humber. I was so sad I missed it. Because oh. <laughs> when I showed up, I actually thought I might catch your match. Oh, really? Yeah. I was on so late. Um, but it was all a bit late, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was on at three o'clock for the gi. It seemed like it was pretty nicely run. They had the acai there. 
That the SIE didn't have I any. was going to get the SIE for the kids. Yeah. This was going to be the sweetener. Yeah. But the problem is because they weren't, because Phoebe wasn't feeling well, because we'd already had McDonald's for lunch yeah. and we were mm. going to have a party, I was like, I can't just fight. That's fair enough. Like, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, that was a great day, man. Oh, it was a great sounds day. Sounds good. Definitely do it again. So, there's some things I wanted to talk about today. So, we we debated whether we were going to mention this, but I thought I thought it was kind of an interesting thing that got posted um, from Naga, and I sent this to you. Did you give it a read? Yeah. So it's been it's been sorry it's been around for a little while. Not this exact statement, but should we give the history? This debate has been around for a while. The yeah. debate's been around for a while, and this particular issue has been about a while. Yeah. Do you, do you remember where it originated from? And we're going to be very careful what we say. Um, because we don't want to alienate anybody. Yeah, we're just going to go. And that's not what we're about. But we thought it was a bit of an interesting jujitsu news that we wanted to touch on. And we're only going to cover what's been discussed. We're not going to cover anything else. So it started because a transgender athlete had entered into the female category. Um, not one, by the way, had lost. Yes, but this started um, a discussion. Yes. Yeah, so Naga's previous policy as i understand it was if someone who had transitioned wanted to enter the female division they would give the option to the female athletes in that division whether or not they were comfortable with that so in this instance they were comfortable with that or they felt that they had to i know there was some debate over that but anyway they that person did compete and um you know they didn't win. No, they didn't win. But it sparked a big debate in the jiu-jitsu community. And I know Tom DeBlas came out and said about the trials and what their policy would be, which I thought was, you know, the reasonable, right thing to do in terms yeah. of, you know, make the policy very clear and publicize it so it's everybody knows where they stand. And now Naga has basically followed suit. They have. They, they, they have. And before it was a thing, it was a, you have the option, don't you? Yeah, you can you can compete there if you feel comfortable. If not, they'll be moved. They really put the onus on the athletes. Yes, which is good actually. Which to some extent I guess makes sense because it's a weight class sport. However, you know, it's a difficult position to put someone in because typically as a, you know, as a jiu-jitsu competitor, yeah. you don't want to turn around and refuse someone a match. No. No you don't. You know. And everyone deserves a match. Everyone yeah. deserves a matchup. Everyone deserves to compete. They do. And they everyone's, do. I, I'm pretty sure everyone stands by that. What they're saying is there is an issue when there are transgender athletes competing because there is a difference between male and female physiology. Oh, 100%. This is the, and there's, it's, not a, uh, it's not an arguable um, point I just made. That's just a fact. Um, again, someone's opinion isn't worth more than this fact. And I've seen it in the military as well. So when I was in the military, females were not allowed to join the infantry. Yeah. And that's only a recent thing. The pass out rate for females in the infantry is incredibly low still. Incredibly low. And to this day, I think only, I think less than 10 females have made it through P Company. And that's parachute regiment training. Shout out to those ladies. Savages. Beasts. Now, I have encountered females in the military who are absolute warriors that can get through some of these exercises and training methods they're just built 
in a certain way. And what impresses me about that is those women are amazing, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Because you've got every reason not to do it. You've got every excuse that you need not to do it. And you're at a disadvantage. So mentally, they're very tough. Yeah. Like when you meet those kind of females that have kind of ascended in those male dominated industries they are and this was particularly male dominated bear in mind all the training staff are are male because it's only males that were ever allowed to do it and when i was in i wasn't sure if females should join the infantry but later on especially upon leaving looking at it from an outside perspective i think well if they can do the training it doesn't matter anymore yeah Um, it really doesn't and some of them really can do the training but the dropout rate is still substantially higher. And it shows a difference between what you expect physically from males and physically from females. And they're just touching on that. So they said they follow, they're, they're going in line with the policies of the world governing body for swimming and world rugby. And in fact, Olympic lifting is going that way as well. Weightlifting, which, which makes a lot of sense. There is a difference. So at the moment, their policy is they still have a choice. Is that right? I believe their policy is that you enter the category of your birth. Yeah. That is that, am I correct in that? Yes, that is true. Yes. So that is the policy now. So yeah, it's it kind of very, um, <laughs> there's no shades of gray now. No. In terms of their policy. It's, because know. it was a choice before, wasn't it? And that is care? how, yeah. And that is how policy should be. I, you know, you know me, I'm kind yeah. of from a corporate world and I do think things should be crystal clear. Yes. And I think, where there's ambiguity, that doesn't help anybody. That's true, actually. So, so in their statement, it's male to female transgender athletes who have gone through male puberty are excluded from competing in their female divisions at Naga. Yeah, and, and they've distinguished with puberty. Yeah, that was the bit I missed. So if you transitioned post-puberty, yes. you can't. But if you transition pre-puberty, then you can. Then I believe that you're allowed to. Which, which makes sense, I suppose, because there's yeah. a difference, isn't there, in terms of... Bone growth, muscular growth. Yeah, tendon, the way uh, that your body has developed. Yeah, male, That's why kids, males and females, compete with each other. Because there's not much difference. They do in rugby as well. Yeah. We, I'll tell you about this, we used to have a rugby team, yeah. And in kids' rugby, you have a scrum of three people. So you've got three people that are in the forwards, okay? And, you know, I know you don't know a lot about rugby, but forwards are, like, the bigger people okay. on the pitch normally. Anyway, the rugby is. one of our best players <laughs> was, a, was a girl. Awesome. She was one of the strongest people on the pitch. That's awesome. She used to absolutely mow people over. See, and this is... This is uh, I think that again, was under 10s. This is amazing. And again, I take that to adulthood. Uh, there's a lady called Katie who used to train... Uh, when I did cross-training with other regiments and other units... Man, she would smash everyone in fizz. Everyone. <laughs> we do the tabs. In the tabs, a tactical sort of battle. Two, yeah. two, uh, two columns of soldiers marching. And if someone drops their hat back, you overtake their, their yeah. pace. So the weaker people end up at the back. Sounds a bit like, oh my God, a weaker. Yes, weaker people end up at the back. They get filtered out. The strongest people end up at the front. So there's no caterpillaring in that line. I remember turning around. Katie's right next to me. Like, wow, where'd you come from? <laughs> and these guys are running in. <laughs> I was like, guys, you got to fucking set the fuck up. Because Katie is making you all look terrible. <laughs> I bet a lot of people didn't like that. They didn't. They should moan a bit afterwards. Because that is that for for a lot of people that bruises their ego. Doesn't yeah, it? and that's what that's the whole point. I'm impressed. That's the whole point. I was like, look at her go. She is smashing it. And uh, but afterwards, it was so funny. She said a very girly thing. She goes, "We signed a really hard tap. We didn't even say well done." So <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, girls in the army, eh? <laughs> 
she, she would kill it. She was so good. <laughs> and what she did. Um, but no, and look, I, I agree with their policy. There is a difference between males and females, and that's fine. And everyone has the right to compete. I, I think it's really important that there is a policy. Yes. You know, I think it's really important there's a policy. It's not ambiguous. You know, it's not fair for someone to show up and not know where they stand. It's for health and safety. So, you It's know, for health and safety. It, you know what? It's not fair if I was to transition. I know it's a, an argument made a lot of times, but if I was to transition and I entered a female division next month, it's not fair. It really isn't. It takes away from the female athletes in a division because physically I will be stronger. Maybe not, <laughs> Maybe not though. <laughs> but probably. You're pretty strong. I'm pretty strong. You must go into most of your you with the amount of training that you're doing that and the type of lifting that you're doing, you must go into most of your local tournaments feeling like one of the stronger athletes. I do. See, I've never felt that way. Okay. But I don't know if part of that is psychological. But Jackson. obviously I'm competing in yeah. sort of the big boy division and the guys always feel really strong. Jack says this. He goes, Everyone feels so strong at comp. And I think everyone is a bit stronger at comp, but I think what it is is maximum effort at the beginning of the round yeah. and they start to fade away. The, I can only recall a couple of people that I felt super strong recently as one of the adults at grap, um, Empire Grappling. Yeah. It's like, man, you do feel strong. <laughs> you feel strong, mate. I competed uh, Nogi British Open against a guy that felt super strong. He yeah. was a bit older than me. Yeah. He was just at the top end of the Masters division. Okay. Um, but he was in really good shape little yeah. shorter <clears throat> and you know when you like you you grip up wrestling grip yeah. over the sort of head sort of thing and you just feel i'm not moving this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm not making no, this, this guy this, take guy's, a this guy's made to stand i got told i feel felt weak at a competition once what <laughs> did i never tell you this? no so this was um british open at white belt so i'm adult white belt yeah uh medium heavy and the guy afterwards, I, I won I won the gold. Guy afterwards comes up, oh man, you won the gold, that was awesome. Like, I thought you were one of the weaker people that I fought, so uh, your jiu-jitsu must be really good. And I was like, I don't know how to take this. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, that's, that is a compliment. But I think I'd subbed him as well. <laughs> that's mad, isn't it? But it was probably destroying me on points, to be fair. Oh, is that one of the ones you were telling me about earlier? Uh, there was one match where I was getting absolutely destroyed on points. Wow. Like, really bad. You're like, this is over. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's the one where I caught baseball choke. Nice. And the guy didn't tap. But he just passed out. <laughs> but had he not passed out, and there's no way I'm winning that match. <laughs> and I wouldn't be confident I catch that choke again. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. That's great though, man. That is really He good. probably should have won the tournament, to be honest. Really? He's yeah, he now. was better than me. He's quit now. <laughs> he was better than me, but I caught him. He's quitting now. There was, a, there was a massive guy in Will's division, by the way. So again, I'd like to shout out to Will. PT Will. Yeah, because he overcomes some demons this weekend. Yeah, so if you haven't heard PT Will's um, interview on the podcast, that's a really good one to go back and listen to. Um, like PT Will talks quite openly about having a lot of competition anxiety. Yeah. Um, so and he had that general. to, yeah, he had that to battle. <laughs> it's further uh, emphasized by competitions. Yeah, Jay, you're really coughing and spluttering today. No, fine. <laughs> You got. I noticed you're trying not to sniff because last week I was listening back to the podcast and it's literally like doing a podcast with the guy from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> People must be like, oh, no wonder those guys have got tons of energy. <laughs> I do cocaine. 
I never have done. I don't do, do cocaine. It's naturally in my blood. It is actually. It's like, uh, who is it? That's a, almost a direct quote from uh, Charlie Sheen, isn't it? Is it? You remember when he had that interview? Yeah, but he does the cocaine. Oh, I have tiger blood. <laughs> yeah, but he actually does. <laughs> isn't he renowned for being a bit of a... Uh, Having all the cocaine. Bit of a, shall I say, a bit of a lad? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's just done all of it, didn't he? Um, but yeah, PTY would come a lot this weekend. It was really good. He finished his bracket. Closed it out with... Uh, his, in the, the bronze fight, he closed out with Ash. That was oh. pretty cool. Ash did really well. Shout out to everyone that competed. Everyone did really well. I didn't realise he had a match against Ash. Yeah, that was a bronze fight. Oh, was it? Yeah. So when you said they closed out, they didn't compete against each other? Uh, no, he did. I was going to say, I wouldn't. We're not, we're not a club that's encouraging people to close out. No. Um, Brad will make you fight. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to accept a close does out. Does close out mean that? You just yeah, him. where you just decide who's the winner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm using the wrong terminology. Yeah, so they had a match. Uh, yeah. It's interesting you say it because this weekend I saw Max Carvalho in Budapest on the podium for the Nogi uh, Euros. Yeah, shout out to those guys in Hungary. ZR Hungary? Yeah. Is that what they actually yeah. called? Budapest. ZR is it, Budapest. Is it Hungary? I don't know. I don't know. But he closed it out with someone. Max and Carvalho. Beast. And I can never understand because there's a picture of him on the podium and on his teammate there's a picture of on his profile and him on the podium. Yeah. So you just shake hands and be like, We'll share this medal. So this is a this is, was quite a big thing, and it was very problematic. Um, Mo from the ADCC mm. speaks; he's hilarious when he talks about this. So when you listen to, um, <laughs> I listened to one of the ADCC lives that he does, yeah. And he's like, someone's asking him a question: What would you do? Um, how are you going to handle closeouts? And he was like, No one. I don't want anybody okay. closing out matches. He was like, you will never compete again. He's like dead against it. People, he was like, just fight. Yeah, that's true. He was like, you know, just fight. Like it's the ADCC. Yeah, that's fair, isn't it? (laughs) And to be honest, mate, you know, I love you, but if me and you are in the ADCC, I wouldn't want to close out. (laughs) The gloves are coming off. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, let's go, mate. (laughs) You're getting full ball. (laughs) Possibly more than other competitors. You can't lose against me, mate. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you can't live it down, mate. No, I was like, I'm coming for you, And everyone's mate. cheering me anyway. Yeah. For, for being smaller. And I know that, you know, you're going to you're gonna come in with all of that little guy energy. Yeah. I'm just going to... So much little guy energy. I'm just going to have to break you. <laughs> physically. <laughs> I was I mean, like, Jay's not going to quit unless I break him physically. That is true, mate. You have to stop me. You have to put me down. Um, but yeah, so Will and Ash fought for the bronze. But the guy that won their division... I didn't know he was in Will's division, by the way. Right. But I saw this guy standing in the uh, upstairs warm-up area. And he's huge, mate. He's <laughs> jacked. Maybe juiced to the gills, mate. A bane. I was like, fuck, well, look at that guy. He's massive. He's in Will's division. He's the one that oh, won. He's a huge man. And people always look huge in comps, I think. No, he was big, though. <laughs> he, was, he had muscles on muscles. I'll tell you what I love. Did you see my comment about their podium picture? PT Will's podium picture? No. <laughs> Reservoir dogs. Yes. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, all these three white belts in black geese. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, where's, you know what, talking about this, where's JC at? You know, I haven't seen him for a I while, but I haven't barely trained. Yeah. Um, I, I should be back on it. I'm hoping to catch, um, I'm going to try a wrestling class out this week, Yeah. Um, which should be good. Um, and I'm hoping to catch um, Thursdays and Saturdays again. Nice. So I should be back. Back. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm unmotivated this week. Why? Don't know. 
What's going on with you? Oh, just I think it happens after competition sometimes. Come to the wrestling class with me. No. It's right up your street, wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the JTE Taurus thing all over again. Yeah. This is what your jiu-jitsu actually needs. Just teach me it, mate. It needs Just like learn it and teach wrestling. me, man. I'm not the person to teach. Yeah, you are, because you know... You just My just... offensive wrestling is not very good. I'm good at counters. Yeah. I've got good, like, awareness, and I'm, I'm difficult to take down. But, well... <laughs> that may prove to be wrong when I go to this class, but um, but my actual shooting in for takedowns is poor. Like, I'm not good at that. But, you know, maybe maybe this will help. Well, learn it. Teach me. I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, but why would you learn from me when you could try to learn from someone who was more accomplished? Because they're only accomplished in wrestling. Yeah, which is what you need. <laughs> yeah, but it needs to be converted into I'm translatable jiu I'm not suggesting they teach you to do your taxes. I'm suggesting they teach you to do wrestling. Yeah, exactly. But then make it work for jiu-jitsu. You can't just do wrestling. Yeah, but you can adapt it yourself. Nah, you do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> you learn it. You adapt it. You refine it. thing is, a lot of it is going to be basically the same. Like if you went, if you took like a fundamental freestyle wrestling mm. and you were like, okay, this is not going to be 100% applicable to jiu-jitsu. It's only really not going to be applicable with how you react after that initial kind of shoot in. Yeah. It's not going to take a lot of adjustment. Okay. Because a wrestler will still look to put you on your back. So as long as you do the right things to then prevent yourself getting guillotined, it's mainly guillotines, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, well, you let me know how it goes. And it's already designed to hold you down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just a bit... Grappling's like, oh, grappling. I can't be doing... I, I'm not, I can't be really bothered with anything this week. <sighs> Jay, I'm worried about you. I just want to chill, You've you know? You've just aged, like, one year, but it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like it's caught up on you. Oh, yeah, I trained on Monday, did some strength training. Yeah, but normally you're an everyday guy, let's get after it. I trained yesterday you know, doing jiu-jitsu. Get some type this, of character. You know what, mate? Okay, so this is my chill out week. So I, on Monday, I did some um, strength training. Yeah. Yesterday... I did. What was yesterday? Did I do any strength training or just just jujitsu? So yesterday? that's Tuesday. Tuesday, yep. Just jujitsu. Yep. This morning I did SNC. Yep. With the, with with uh, some of the guys, and I'll be doing lunchtime jujitsu, and I'm teaching kids class tonight. You're gonna do lunchtime jujitsu today. Mm-hmm. Are you leading the session? Uh, which is open? Is it gonna be open, Matt? And then I'm sad I can't make those sessions. I know, man. You got that work, right? Yeah. And then yeah, and then I'm teaching kids kids class tonight. Tomorrow, I'm probably taking the evening class. Yeah, that's not a very chill night session. Is it? Yeah, so I'll be doing the evening class again tomorrow. Are you going to do the evening class? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So it's kind of between me, Charlie, and sometimes Ish. Nice. So and we, it's, we just turned it into a trouble. I might shoot. come along. Yeah, are you free? Maybe. Oh, you're taking it then? No, I'm not going to take it. You know what we're doing? Troubleshooting? No, I'm just going to well, just Is this a troubleshooting session? I'm just going to be there to troubleshoot and, you know. Give me shit. <laughs> rough people up a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. the, that's how I like to roll. I like to cruise in, rough a few people Keeping it no gi. Yeah, keeping it no gi. Keeping it no gi, mate. Yeah, I like to stroll in. Um, so that's already three sessions, four sessions if you could the kids class. I'm teaching again kids class on Friday night. If it wasn't specifically wrestling, I wouldn't do it. On a Thursday daytime, yeah. But I'm gonna try it because it's wrestling. Yeah, fair enough. But there you go. You know what I mean. So I'm really training quite a lot for someone that doesn't really want to train this week. Feel a bit tired, you know. Yeah. A bit old, mate. You are getting old. I'm old. I met up with some friends on a Sunday, some school friends, <laughs> and someone that didn't make it. I was questioning there. Did you get the bus? You should bus passes too. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
two hour Try drive. out those new bus buses. Two hour drive, mate. I'll show you a picture. Two hour drive. Yeah, man. Jay Swanson doesn't like to drive for too long. Either. No, mate. Um, an hour and a half back, which wasn't too bad. Here's a photo that was shared. One guy's not in there because he took the photo. Yeah, this I mean, it's not, it doesn't look like a wild group. No, it's not a wild group, mate. You're the only one that doesn't have a beard. Yeah. Interesting. Shave. So where do you know these boys from? School. School friends? School. So one of them, um, I hadn't secondary seen. Secondary school? Yeah. One of them I hadn't seen since, I, the one taking the picture, yeah. I hadn't seen since I was 17. And we haven't seen him at all? No, he's still not in that picture. Couldn't have got the way to take a picture? Uh, we could have done, except we didn't. Don't really like that guy. We, <laughs> It's <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, so guess Gandhi. Oh, is it? He's the one who did the mushrooms before that's a Gandhi. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one who works in film or something. Yes. Right? What's he make of our videos? He hasn't watched them. He does like him. Fuck Gandhi. <laughs> You'd beat him, up, mate. I can see you from your face. He hasn't watched them. Uh, I think he's watched some of them. <laughs> I think he's watched some of them. Come on, Gandhi. Yeah, come on, mate. You you, are, you understand how long it takes. Fern he, Media at least comments and says, oh, look how good this is. Shout out to Fern Media. Yeah. They've done um, some awesome no, stuff. No, it's good. good. And uh, I've got another shout out, actually. Taped Fingers. Yes. Taped Fingers. Some wicked photos. That's Sean, right? Yeah. Amazing photos from the UMAC. Really good, right? We've got to work on the name. UMAC doesn't. The UMAC. It doesn't really work, does it? I mean, look, I understand. But it's a bit, even the name's corny, Even isn't if it? they just called it Mac, they could have next year Return of the Mac. That's so much better. Oh, That's so much better because it could be every year return of the Mac, <laughs> aren't it? Because it's ultimate martial arts championships. Well, and the person who wins the overall absolute can be the Mac Daddy. Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Or you. the Big Mac. You know what? Because your marketing so good. Why is our podcast? <laughs> Why is our podcast like stolen? Not taken off. <laughs> it's really stolen, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to get it to accelerate with all these things. Guys and girls, we need your help. The podcast is stolen for sure. <laughs> so many people are saying, oh, Jam, so far behind on the podcast. So many people are so far That's behind. That's the polite way of saying they got bored of the podcast. Yeah. You know, they, um, but it happens with everything. It's no, brand they're new. They're telling me they like it. Put it out. Behind. But they're just behind, which is fine. I don't mind. And I'm sure they'll catch up and there'll be a resurgence. Do you think we should take a break? No. <laughs> the we way were to, on a break. The way, to, the way to do it is consistency. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not a take a break. Do you know what, guys? If you don't want to tune in, fuck you. Tune in next week. No, don't tune in at all. I don't need. We don't need you. Jay, this is not helping. Is it not? <laughs> it's vendetta again. Turn it off now. <laughs> if you're thinking about you might not listen next week, turn it off now. I don't want you to listen to the rest of it. I tell you what, we've got to talk about the baddest man on the planet. You know who I'm talking about. Talk, well, uh, let me ask you this, okay? We've actually right, got him wait, here. Touch, pause. Jay Swanston, answer me this question, mm-hmm. okay? Who is the baddest man on the planet? Ladies and gentlemen, special guest today, Francis Ngannou. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me so much. I'm not in touch, by the way, after my fight with Tyson Fury, but uh, I can't stay for long. I have many interviews to do. I am the baddest man on the planet, Francis Ngannou, checking out over. I mean, out. Goodbye. That guy. What a legend. For coming right. into the podcast. Amazing. <laughs> He's not in He's so very often. He's so busy. So I love the fact that you didn't say Tyson Fury. I have to say, Tyson Fury, fair play to him, in terms of when he did that, uh, the way that he sort of conducted himself with the whole thing, I thought he was a good sportsman, right? Um, what I would say is, I think if they run that fight back, Tyson Fury become 
comes more prepared for that fight, I don't think Ngannou has a chance to win the fight second time round. In much the same way that when you watch the Deontay Wilder fight, it's closer the first fight than the second fight is. Maybe. Like, so I think the same thing happens. But what I will say is that was close. <laughs> that was close. It, it was way too close. A lot of people said if that's an MMA match, he's done. Mate. That picture of where he's on the floor yeah. and Engano stood over him, I was like, that most might be the most intimidating thing I've ever seen. And people are like, that's a real photo. That hasn't been photoshopped. Tyson Fury is on his ass because yeah. Francis Ngannou, not the most accomplished striker in the UFC, just a hard hitter, has knocked down, some say, the greatest heavyweight of all time. Now, from Tyson Fury's camp, they said he had a full 12-week training camp. He's been training his ass off. He's not fight. been thinking a lot about this fight, though. However, I don't care what anyone says. I would say, look at Francis Ngannou, determined, come from a hard life, hard background, wants to put it in, wants to put in the effort. If Francis Ngannou can put it to the world's current best heavyweight boxer like that, then boxing's not that great, is it? Well, it shows what a talent he is. So what I liked about it is... And Dan Hardy, like shout out to uh, Dan Hardy. He did a really good um, little snippet on Instagram about this. Full reptile. Full reptile, yeah. He, he's he's doing it with boxing. Yeah. It's not like just he lands, comes in clumsy and manages to catch him with a punch. Like his boxing actually looks pretty good. Yeah. And his opinion was, and I, I'd be inclined to say I didn't disagree with him, is for <clears> moments <throat> of that fight, he outboxes him. Yeah. Now, not for the entire fight. And I do maintain that I don't think he would mm -hmm. next time. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that he did. It was interesting that he did. And I know Tyson Fury has given it a lot. Oh, I'll do MMA next time. Tyson Fury? He's not going to do, do MMA, MMA against mate. him. No. You do MMA against uh, Francis Ngannou, you might just die. <laughs> and you know what, mate? Don't do it against anyone because you will just die. He hasn't got the... He is a little skinny in the leg to be doing that, mate. Mate, you know, you know what, Tyson. <laughs> Someone's chopping him down. Tyson Fury, you may want to look at a good strength and conditioning program because uh, look at Francis Ngannou. Now look at yourself. You probably should look a little bit more like Ngannou and less like yourself. I don't. Not know. fully into Francis Ngannou. No, you yeah. don't need to feel it like that. But you're not exactly in the best physical shape. Let's let's put that out there. No, he's not optimized, but for some reason it works for him. Against shit shows. <laughs> I don't know. It works for him against the best in the world. I think he came into that fight a little overconfident. Mm. I think Francis was faster than most people expected him to be. Yeah. I watched his pad work and I was like... Pfft. You can't judge anything on pad work. I was watching his pad work and I was thinking, I hope that he's taking it easy because he looks very slow. Yeah. Well, he didn't look slow when he did the actual fight. <laughs> now, didn't Tyson Fury say to him before the fight, I'm going to take you to school? <laughs> Probably. And when Francis got knocked down, he said, you're a terrible professor. <laughs> and started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Ngannou has got the jokes. <laughs> what I love about Francis Ngannou is what a marketable character he is. Because what a story. The best. This is a guy that grew up in the sand bind. There's going to be sand mines, yeah. Now, salt, salt mines, sorry, salt mines. Was it salt, salt mines? Salt mines Cameroon, yeah. Yeah, and I have no idea what this is like, but I'm guessing it is horrendous. Do you know how old he is? What, when he started working in the uh, mines? Now, Francis Ngannou. 
No. I think he's like 37. Is you know, do you know he started MMA? 25? 30. 30? <laughs> 30 years old. He mate. started MMA at 30? Yeah. Christ, what a beast. Jesus Christ, mate. Like, made to do it. Made, he's built to fight. He is a fighter. You know, in you know when you watch these programs that talk about all the different dimensions, yeah. where every choice you make in your life leads to a different outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably ninety nine percent of the outcomes, that guy's dead. Yes, like yeah. he was homeless in France, right? Yeah, homeless in France, got taken to a gym. Crazy, and man, what a character! And he's so polite. He's always so polite. He's, he carries himself so well. He's and even after the fight, he was humble. Yeah, even after knowing he should have won that fight. And he knocks people into the shadow realm, doesn't he? Yeah. Like that that punch he landed on over him. <laughs> I was like, that kills most people. I, he didn't really come back the same from that, did he? That was one of the most just savage knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah. Where he just hits him with that shovel hand. It's not even like a real technical punch. No, he just, just throws an uppercut <laughs> and over him's head, pings off into the air. And when he falls down, his toes are pointed. He's as stiff as a board, isn't he? It's like the real life version of that moment in the Street Fighter movie where Van Damme does that punch Duh! and his muscles come up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Francis Garner looks like. He is a physical specimen. He doesn't look real. He doesn't. And it's so funny because here is like, this is what a real man optimal fitness looks like. And Garner's like, no. <laughs> yeah, just not. And he's, he's right, man. You can't get away with it for that much longer. Look at him. You should. I don't care what it was going on with Tyson Fury. There's no way Ngannou should be able to do that to this boxer. No way. No. And I think anybody who's sort of, you know, I we've sort of said Francis Ngannou, baddest man on the planet. I think. Let Let me give you this scenario. Okay, the Predator shows up. Okay. And they say, the real predator from the predator oh, movie. Right. And they say, you need to pick someone to fight him hand to hand. All right, you've got to pick a representative of your species. Yeah, I'm picking him, man. Well, yeah, well, I'm picking the predator versus the predator. Um, exactly. It's, there isn't anyone else to pick. That the, guy is the guy to pick. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt, mate. You're like, you want someone to represent the human species and sort of like, you know, <laughs> see off an alien. Mate. This is the guy. You know, hand to hand, this is the guy. I think he beats anyone at the moment. I he's mean, so big. He beats so anyone, strong. mate. I think he's. I really want to see him fight John Jones. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see John Jones fight. If I'm honest with you, I think that might be it. That that peck tear takes about a year, doesn't it, to come back? I'd be interested to see if Ngannou can beat John Jones if John Jones is fighting a heavyweight. Mm. Because I think Ngannou looked amazing. In terms of like his obviously Striking. come on a long way with his boxing, but and the not- problem with John Jones is not the boxing. The problem with John Jones is the wrestling, which obviously he's not been doing. Mm. So I think if he was going to take a fight with John Jones, he has to be, you know, he has to then work a completely different discipline yeah. again. John Jones isn't a lot more heavyweight either. I'd like to see Ngannou stay in boxing for a bit. You know what? Why not? Because he's now uh, ranked, isn't he? That is wild, yeah. He's now ranked in boxing. He's going to get paid more money in boxing. Dana must be so disappointed. Oh, fuck, I missed the boat. (laughs) Oh, I fucked up. There's a quote of Dana floating around from like a year or two ago saying there's no way he's fighting Tyson Fury. Boom, there he is fighting Tyson Fury. I think Dana says these things, you know, because it makes business sense to say them. Yeah. Um, I think he probably always knew that was a possibility. Yeah. 
he really missed um, out on fighting uh, from holding on to Ingarno because he's so marketed. And the money's now. in rematches and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like the money is in him looking good in this fight, good enough to get another one. I saw a rumor though that the fight, because the thing is, this is supposed to be like a warm up fight for Usyk. Who gives a fuck about Tyson Fury versus Usyk? I, I still do. Because I still think they're technically better boxers. I think they can fight cancelled, by the way. What, the Tyson Fury Usyk fight? I think so. I oh, saw, really? I saw something this morning saying it's cancelled. Hmm, surprising. Yeah, uh, let's put that up. Let me just make sure that's... Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. That you'll get on Friday, because it's currently Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it said it's cancelled. Uh, you know, we try with the breaking news thing, but to be fair to us, we are the only podcast that's flipping around as quick as we are. Tyson Fury might retire. Ty- uh, suffers delays. Usyk becomes a huge favourite. Tyson Fury will rematch Francis Garno or retire. I I think he still does the Usyk fight. Um, I think he's probably been preparing for the Usyk fight even while he's got this Ngannou one going on. Who's George Groves? Groves? Who's George yeah, Groves? He's, he's a um, world champion boxer. Is he? Yeah. George Groves does not expect Tyson Fury to fight Usyk. Saying that unbeaten heavyweight will either meet Francis Ngannou again or retire. I don't think he should meet Ngano again. I think that's a bigger fight. I think Ngano should fight Wilder. And I've called this out. I called this out weeks ago. Yeah, you did. That I thought this was the fight to make. Maybe have a fight, wouldn't it? Because Just this two is sluggers. the two sluggers. <laughs> this is the two guys that can literally knock your head clean. Whoever gets caught is getting... Yeah, is someone. Getting, is getting deaded. Is going <laughs> deaded. <laughs> and Ngano did not look like someone who could get knocked out. Look pretty stable, <laughs> he, he looks really it stable. It just went off the top of him. But Tyson Fury does not hit like Deontay Wilder hits. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't. No, like he doesn't hit with that same raw power. You know, but Francis Ngannou hits harder than probably someone anyone that uh, Wilder has fought. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a possibility that that is true. Did you see um, Eddie Hearn talking about Joshua versus uh, Ngannou? I'd watch that one, but I think personally, I think the fight to make never happening, mate. The fight to make is Wilder Ngannou. That gives Ngannou the best shot because he's fighting someone that technically is not a particularly <laughs> technically strong boxer. You know, you fight someone like Usyk, you fight someone like Tyson Fury again, because I, I do think that could be different. Um, you know, the technical ability is higher than someone like Wilder, but that is it is a great fight. That would but be awesome. I also wouldn't mind him fighting Anthony Joshua. I don't mind. Yeah, that. the next Rumble in the Jungle. Right? Anthony Joshua's in, in between, isn't he? He's he's like super strong. I think the problem is, but he's also a bit more technical than Wilder. I reckon. I reckon Francis Ngannou beats Anthony Joshua, and I think if he does, hard to know. I think if he does, that's him finished. He's already on a downturn. Yeah, and this would be, in my opinion, the nail in the coffin. I'd love to talk to someone who had much more boxing knowledge than me to see how they think that fight goes down. Because I think the thing with Anthony Joshua is you can be forgiven for kind of forgetting how good he looked against uh, Klitschko. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine someone that beat Klitschko losing that fight to um, Ngannou's second fight into boxing. However, it did look like Tyson Fury was going to lose that match for a bit. 
Man. I do think he wasn't prepared. I think the next person that fights Ngannou, we're going to see how good Ngannou is at boxing. I don't believe he was Because prepared. I think they'll be prepared. I think he was prepared. I don't think Tyson his whole Fury was His prepared. whole team said he had like a 12-week training camp. Said it was one of the best training camps he's had. Yeah, probably as a warm-up for Usyk. Doesn't I don't think that. he was prepared for Ngani. No, maybe not. But still. I don't on. think he came into that with the respect that he would have if he came into a rematch. Yeah, perhaps not. But um, I don't think he wants it again, mate. He, but he, I, I think, think he's coming I, to his twilight of his career, isn't he? Maybe. I, I think he needs it, though. I think he needs to put that to bed. Because now... I think there's a very good chance that it happens exactly as the Wilder fight happens in that Tyson Fury comes out next time with exactly the right game plan intent to absolutely dominate that match. Possibly. And I think that's what he should go for because he doesn't want this win. Not like this. He he won by split decision. But he knows the whole world questions it. And that's on the MMA side and boxing side. Yeah. The person he's named after, Mike Tyson. Was yeah, but in. he coached in Ghana, didn't he? He did. I would love. I love the fact that Tyson's coaching in Ghana. Yeah, but I mean, it's a bit of a bit of a kick in the nuts for Tyson Fury, isn't it? Because he's named after that guy. They love Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson like, well, Ghana beat you. Also, it was Mike Tyson that told Ghana to throw a Superman punch. <laughs> <laughs> I, if if the fight happens again, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Ngannou's opportunity to get that win. That was this time. Mm. Like, I think you're coming into boxing, you're a completely unknown quantity. Yeah. You know, no one really knows what how you're going to perform in there and you can have that shock factor. He can't have that shock factor again because he's only going to be a more polished version of himself yeah. as he is right now. I don't think he's been in boxing long enough to mix his game up. You know, Tyson Fury is someone that can come out different stances, yeah. different styles. Like, you watch two of Tyson Fury's fights. You watch... Wilder one, Wilder two, two completely different boxing styles. Yeah, I don't think Ngannou's been in boxing long enough that he's going to be able to do that kind of switch. Which means that I think Tyson's camp, being as knowledgeable as they are in the sport of boxing, I think they'll nullify his power. But who knows? I know. And boxing's... maybe he catches him with the old shovel hand, <laughs> and that's it. And boxing's just a bit of a, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? The organisation of boxing is a bit of a joke. No one gets the fights they really want to see. I think what's going to be wild is um, if Ngannou becomes like one of the big names in boxing. Yeah. <clears throat> if he wins his next fight, can you imagine? Oh, mate. He's made it, hasn't he? He's made it. That's a Hollywood story right there. Yeah. Who, who, okay, who plays Francis Ngannou? Oh, I don't know. They'd have to get an unknown person. Would they? Yeah, to play like a young Ngannou. Or get him to play himself. No, <laughs> don't do that. That'll be a terrible. I documentary. Yeah, I like the documentary. Do you? I want to see a movie made about him. A movie. Yeah, but I don't know who would play him though. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't know who would play him. I don't know the uh, acting well. Lenny Henry. Enough. I'm sure there's somebody that they could get that could play him. It's hard when the person's still alive, isn't it? Mm, is it? Like I love Will Smith, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily love him in Ali. Oh, I thought you said you didn't necessarily love him slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe if that was real or not. I, for days, I was like, this has got to be a thing. This has got to be a thing. It's not, it's not real. 
<laughs> it's the way the way he hits him with that slap. It looked fake, didn't it? And then he's on the side shouting at him. I maintain they should have had the rock the next year. I'd be like, we've and the the rock could have come up and be like, now I'm giving out the um award for the best actor just in case Will Smith's done. <laughs> Thing is, though, mate. I also know if that was a rock you standing on stage, right? And he made that GI Jane joke. Yeah. No He's chance. Laughing. Yeah. No chance. Will Smith going up there and slapping him. No chance, mate. Because you you slap someone with a neck as big as the rocks, their head doesn't move. Yeah, your hands gonna and break. That is the most intimidating <laughs> thing when someone's head doesn't move. <laughs> it was. You know what? I've never seen a man's like Will Smith is so loved. I've never seen a man's level of respect fall down so low so quickly than that i listened to will smith's audiobook mm. and having listened to his audiobook i feel like i understand the man a little more yeah and i can understand how that happens i'm not defending it at all because i think it's it can't be defended i think he's just been pushed i think way beyond he the edge. cracked and i think he has a when you listen to the audiobook there is an undercurrent of feeling like he maybe hasn't always protect, done a good job of protecting his family. Mm. And I think that's what drives that. I mean, <clears throat> it's quite a, it seems like a very toxic relationship, doesn't it? Him and Jada. I don't know. I mean, you could, I, 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 I don't mean, like to comment on those things because you'd never really know. Well, but we I do, do know because she goes on her own show and talks about her having other relationships with other people. Yeah, but they have a weird relationship, don't they? That's weird, All though, Hollywood people do. They, they do, but it's particularly weird, isn't it? Like, and Did you hear Chris Rock's response to it? Because he's now released a show, hasn't he? A year on from the date <laughs> of the Chris slap. Rock has really cast in. And he has, because he kept silent, didn't he? I hope he's year. working on his ability to duck and weave. <laughs> <laughs> I think he rolled with it quite nicely. I think he genuinely didn't expect it to happen. No, probably didn't feel anything until the next day. Because at first, he puts his hand behind his back, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, go, he goes, oh, Richard. And then he gets that slap, and then there is genuine shock, I think. Yeah. Like, what I a, think he maybe expected a shove or something. What a pro. What a pro, though. Like, the, the way he handled it. Um, but yeah, he came out on Netflix saying, you know what, I'm the only guy that text Will Smith, right, after all the stuff with Jada. I like Will Smith. The people ask me if it still hurts. Or did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. But he goes, I messaged him yeah. about it. Um, and I get slapped for talking about his wife, who's the one that cheats on him. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It was, um, it was a real sad moment, I think. It was Because I think it completely overshadowed what should have been an amazing moment. I hate it when people self-destruct like that. His first Oscar as well. Yeah. First Oscar. Yeah, and it. I hate it when people are like the author of their own destruction, yeah. where it's like you had a moment and you just made completely the wrong choice. I mean, it couldn't have gone worse, really, could it? Like, Because no one was talking about his, his Oscar. And I do think it's a shame. And as I say, it's not for me to judge their relationship, but Lou would have been trying to calm that if that was me. But he was laughing though, wasn't he? Yeah. So she was the opposite. So Will was laughing at the joke. Obviously, it's over at her. But when he sits down, she's not trying to settle him down, I don't think. You don't see, you don't see her being like, okay, she, like, leave it, leave it. Yeah, but she might be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I don't know. I think I do. <laughs> All I know is when he said that joke, I did laugh, but I didn't know the circumstances, to be fair. 
gives a fuck. And I did think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still funny now. That's because bald women are funny, Chris. <laughs> I just thought it was a good joke. Like, I think it was well executed in that it was, you know, a bit of a zinger, wasn't it? Joy Jane too. Can't wait to see it. It was great. <laughs> I know because it's so um, innocuous. It was, it was like, nothing. It's really not a big deal. It's not like it's not that offensive. No, I think because GI Jane is a badass, so it's not offensive. Yeah. So the fact that it got that reaction is was yeah, and also you chose to slap Chris Rock. You're so much bigger than him, and as we know, if the Rock, I hate that. If John Cena was doing it, if anyone else pretty much was doing it, you probably wouldn't have slapped him. I because, hate that because that takes zero courage. Because you're a coward, man. Like, you're... And and people do that. They slap these people. They, they, they're aggressive to people they know have got... That they've got no fight back. Mm. You know? And I do, I do think that's cowardly. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Joe Rogan would be another good person to present it. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch that clip of him Fear Factor? Yeah, I did. That well, was good. Well, <laughs> what is that clinch? Like, oh. <laughs> so, hey, don't, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Clinching him up, ragging him around. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've got to go to work, mate. Yeah. Better wrap it up. Boring. Right, guys. You can find us on... Uh, where can you find us, Chris? Instagram's the place to find us. Better than average pod. Check out the reels. Yeah. Send out some likes. Send out some you likes. Know, show some love. Please. That'll be good. Um, also, you can listen to this. If you, or you listen to this already. But tell your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend. They might like it. And they will like it. <laughs> they will like it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to possibly tell a friend. And if they're on Apple, Spotify, or Google, we got you covered. Give baby. us a little mention. Let us know where you're listening. You know, we really appreciate. It. We're obviously trying to get the podcast out there. Share us on your stories. Share us on your stories. You know, we've given you one hour and seventeen minutes for nothing. Absolutely for nothing. It cost us nothing. <laughs> right, over and out. <laughs>